clearly off topic. Two friends, one unique conversation. Driven to learn, inspire, create, and understand the world. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're just trying to be good humans and make the world a better place. How hard could it be? <laughs> hey guys, I'm Juliet, and welcome back to Clearly Off Topic. I'm Lindsay, also welcome back to Clearly Off Topic. <laughs> I was so ready for the intro. Uh, yeah. Lindsay brought a special instrument with her today. Oh yeah, I did. Can you guys guess what that sound is? It's a macarena, obviously. It's obviously a macarena in the form of a bottle of vitamins. That's true. <laughs> so uh, I feel like you could make instruments out of anything. And yeah, you can. And this is how bored I was when we were talking about all of our business stuff. I had to make one out of my vitamin bottle. I feel like it's lovely and creative. I think it is, It gave too. me a giggle. And they smell like peppermint. They do. If you guys have ever tried Ritual Vitamins, they don't sponsor this podcast yet. Yeah, right. But um, we, I love them. Juliet doesn't like them, but they taste like peppermints. I like them. Just thing with them, for me, they made me break out because they have B vitamins in them. And I didn't know this, but apparently some people break out because of B vitamins. So my body's like, we don't want to be healthy. No, you just already have, yeah, you just already have enough B in you. Who? Because I'm a bitch? (laughs) No, no, I think it's that vitamin thing. No, I know. It's that if you don't don't have a deficiency, if you give your body more of that thing, it doesn't need it. So it's going to project it outward into the world, right? Your body's this perfect little mechanism. So if you already have it, it doesn't need it. It's going to just shrug it off. That's crazy. I thought that you just pee out the extra vitamins. Or they come out on your face. <laughs> that's what would happen to me, for sure. I wonder if that's why I have acne. I've just been giving myself too many vitamins my whole life. <laughs> Lindsay's too healthy. That's why you're breaking up. <laughs> I'm not going to put it past you. Like, it's definitely possible. I mean, I don't know. I think that my whole family has acne, so it's just life mm. for me. But it's okay. Today on the episode, we are going to talk about decision making. And this is a really big deal because, especially for us, um, making big decisions is really hard. I'm terrible at making decisions. I think everyone can benefit. If you know someone who's like, I'm the best at decision making, they're probably lying. Yeah, they're probably <laughs> lying. Because like, I can't even decide what I'm going to eat for dinner most nights, yeah. let alone like what I'm what I'm going to do about this thing that could potentially like have an effect five years from now, right? Yes. So we're going to talk all about a bunch of questions you should ask yourself before making a major decision and um, just some kind of tools that we use and have used our whole lives to help us make big decisions. Yes. Uh, I wish that this could help you make decisions at restaurants. That's my worst kind of decision. I sit down, I see the menu, and I'm like, <gasps> what am I going to eat? And it's just overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And uh, Joel doesn't like to share food with me. So like, what? I, it's very upsetting. Like Juliet and I, when we would go out, yeah. When we were actually each getting two meals, because most of the time we would just get one meal and split it because poor, but... Also tiny girls. Also tiny girls. We didn't need very much food. So we used to split everything. And then I got married and moved in with this boy and... He didn't like to share, apparently. Well, my boy doesn't like to share either. He's always complaining. Yeah, he's always... He even gets mad at me if I eat a French fry. What? I mean, like, until he's done. I get mad at him that way, too. So I think that's him, like, just pushing that back on me. Mm, Because if he starts to eat my food before I'm done with it, I'm like, stop. I know there's going to be extra. Just, like, let me finish the portion that I want first. That's fair. That's fair. I want to share right away. So maybe. Me, too. I mean, (laughs) well, but, like, if he's not sharing his meal with me, I don't want him to eat half my food and his food. Yeah. I mean, you don't want that. That's that sucks. So, unfortunately, what we're telling you today is not going to help you with restaurant menu fatigue, mm-hmm. but it will help you. Hopefully, our goal is to help you with bigger life decisions like Lindsay was talking about. Getting married, getting a tattoo, uh, where to live, what changing, job to choose. Changing your hair color. Changing your hair color. So, that's like kind of a trivial thing, but can cause a lot of ripples in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, what we tell you today 
will help you with all of those things. Yeah, and I have a story about changing your hair and then there being ripples. So we'll talk about <laughs> it. We'll talk about it. Me but too. um first, what are you grateful for, Juliet? Ooh, oh, I'm so excited for gratefulness today. Uh all right. I'm this is a long story. I'm gonna try and make it short. I was it's not out. gonna be short, team. <laughs> Lindsay, you don't know me. <laughs> you so, don't know me. <laughs> so I was out and about. Um I was driving home from work in the middle of the day for, for work stuff. And I saw news happening, Lindsay, on the side of the road. You saw news happening? Did I saw you go news report, happening. Did you report the news? <laughs> I jumped out of my car to go report the news because I had just come from a news shoot. So I had my camera, I had everything ready to go. Um, I jump out and I start reporting the news. Uh, halfway through me reporting the news, my memory card's full. So I'm like, oh, so I pop it out and I put it down on top of my bag. I only have team, I've only got three things. I jumped out on the fly. All right, so I got my camera, my microphone, and the bag that held my camera. On the fly news delivery. Yes, because I'm a super news deliverer. <laughs> um, so I take out the memory I saw card. News happening. <laughs> I can't get over it. I saw it in real life, Lindsay. Um, there's other news trucks there, so I wasn't the only person who thought there was news. So you you were late to the news. I was. I was at the same time. You were right on time? I was right on time. So um, I jumped out. I have my camera going. And I don't have a camera in with me because it's happening on the fly. <laughs> so anyway, I pop out my memory card because it's full now. And I'm like, well, I have a backup because I'm a professional. So I set down my memory card on my bag because I'm only going to be there. It's a very quick news story. It's a statue that got unveiled. So I put my, my memory card on the bag, pop in the new memory card. And now I'm like t- filming. And some dude comes up and talks to me. And I'm so focused and he's trying to talk to me. I'm like, okay, whatever, man. Like, I'm, I'm interacting, but not really. And then I have to move, like, just a little closer to get the shot. I know it's going to happen already. <laughs> so I move a little closer to get the shot. And then all of a sudden, uh, I'm done. I'm like, whew, cool. Got that done in like 10 minutes. Look down. I'm like, where's my memory card? From the other one, right? I moved. Because I moved. But when I picked up my bag, I knew the memory card was on there. So I moved it gently because mm-hmm. I was cognizant of the memory card there and had to not lose it. Again, I only have four things total, the memory card being one of those things. And I'm looking around like, where'd it go? And it's not like, oh, I can just reshoot this story. There's three other stories on there that I've shot in the past two weeks that I haven't edited yet and have not backed up yet. Mercury's in retrograde. Oh, my God. And I was just like, shit, I can't repeat any of these things because two of them are actual events, right? They're not going to be recreated. And I'm just like, wow, this is bad. But I'm also feeling kind of crazy because I can't find, I'm like, You're it was, like, right, it was there. right here. Yeah. So I'm looking all around. I can't find it. I'm like, did that guy freaking take my memory card? Like the guy who's talking to me? Yeah. I was like, why would he do that? And I was all weird. And then out of nowhere, this old lady's like, what are you looking for? <laughs> I was like, a memory card. I don't know if you know what that is, but, you know, it's tiny. She's like, oh, I'm a photographer. I know. I said, okay, well, yeah, I'm missing it, and it's a big deal, and I'm really <laughs> upset about it, and I'm about to cry. And she's like, well, let me help you. Stranger. She gets down on her hands and knees. She's, like, crawling around the ground. She's a photographer. She knows how she important knows that how memory important. card is. Yep. So we're crawling on the floor together, and she's old. She's, like, 75 or something. So she's killing it is what she's you're saying. She's killing it. <laughs> then she goes over to this bush that is, like, five feet away from where I am, and I'm like, Lady, it's not in that bush. This is not in there. It was in the bush. She starts taking all the leaves, and she makes, like, a pile of leaves. She was not giving up on this bush. I'm at this point, like, the guy took it, or, like, I've actually lost my mind. Yeah. But the memory card is nowhere to be found. We're going through, going through, and finally I pack up all my stuff, and I'm like, hey, you can stop looking in the bush. Like, I'm not, it's yeah. not in there. This is just really unfortunate. I'm going to go, because I also, I was on my way to another shoot, so also I couldn't be late. You were doing news on the fly on the while fly. you were on the way to go to, deliver to more, more news. news. It, was so, oh, it was a really newsy day. So much news. So much news. Statues, um, so newsworthy. It was, kind of. Um, <laughs> anyway, she's like, 
She's like, I just don't think you should give up. And I was like, fine. You're like, you're right, but I hate you. So I got down to literally help her up off the ground and convince her to stop looking because I can't leave while she's still looking. Yeah, that's rude. Rude. (laughs) And right there in the bush on a branch is the memory card. Like she wasn't, she didn't find it, but I found it because I went down to be with her. And I think what happened was that like wind or I flicked it because they're so light. They're so light. But five feet away... It was insane. Then I was like, is this my memory card, actually? Is this my memory card? <laughs> Popped in the camera, my memory card. Situation saved, because I would have been totally effed. Oh, yeah, your boss is a jerk. Whew, it would have been bad. It would have been real bad, because you can't repeat a lot of those things. And yeah. Anyway, so that's what I'm grateful for, is that lady, random stranger, strangers in your life, you got to be grateful for them, but also know that now I'm going to help somebody when they're in need, whether what they're doing, and maybe tell them not to give up and yeah. find the answer. Yeah. That's great. I gave a dollar to a homeless guy today. Oh, that's so good. I felt nice. He's like, do you have a dollar? I'm like, actually, I do. I do. Hold on one second. Yeah. <laughs> I literally pulled out the one dollar that I like, you know how you were saying you have like emergency cash. Mm-hmm. I had like, I have a 20 in there and then I have a one dollar. And I was like, yeah, I have a dollar. Hold on. That's awesome. So I don't know what he needed that dollar for. Hopefully not crack, but you know. You can't buy crack with a dollar, Lindsay. You need I mean, maybe more he had lots more dollars and he just needed that one more. <laughs> It's like, I just need a thousand more of these. He actually asked me for change, and I gave him a whole dollar. So oh, I felt like he's a good cool. person. Well, you know what's funny is the statue that I was covering the news on was a statue of a homeless person. And it was called In the Image. And it's of a homeless man that this artist met 20 years ago in a chance happening. And then he made a sculpture of him to promote a dialogue of the homeless crisis in Los Angeles. Why did they put it in Santa Monica? They should have <laughs> put it in downtown LA. I don't know. Well, Santa or, Monica's got a huge problem, too. Or Venice. I feel like Venice could have... Yeah, Venice could have benefited yeah. from said statue. Yeah. Although, Santa they Santa probably would have just, like, congregated there if they had Maybe. a homeless man st- statue. They would have been me. like, this dude is us. This dude is us. <laughs> this is where we're supposed to go. We've we've found our Mecca. Maybe that's rude to say. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But anyway, this sculpture was weird. I didn't particularly think it was great, but I, I'm, I'm glad that it's I trying like to the idea. I like yeah. the idea behind it, yeah. It was very Christ-like, which that's, was interesting. Yeah, that's see, that's weird. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just uh, – yeah, I mean, I like the idea around it. I like the message that he's promoting. But, you know, sometimes the art has to be beautiful if you want a bunch of people to pay attention to it. Yeah. I feel like this was more of a shock value. But uh, anyway, I was pretty damn mad I stopped to cover it. And then I was fine. <laughs> and then I made a story. You're like, this stupid homeless man statue lost my memory card. And then you're like, never mind. I like you, guy. No, nah, it's fine. It's the roller coaster mm-hmm. of emotions. So anyway, that's what I'm grateful for. It was a long story. Lindsay was right. <laughs> of course, it was a long story. Okay, um, Lindsay, what are you grateful for? So, all right. Uh, I'm going to kind of put out a little bit of a trigger warning for this one. Um, because it is not a happy story. And it involves suicide. So if you are triggered by any of that, skip ahead. I will try to make it fast. Um, but if you still hear me talking in this more somber tone, I don't know, does this sound more somber? I feel more somber. Anyway, um, just go ahead and skip ahead a little bit and find where we're actually talking in the episode. But um, I, well, I lost my grandfather a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, old guy, 92 years old, lived a fabulous life, had like 30 bad days in his entire life, and that's it. Like, he was a beautiful man and he was a saint. He took care of my grandma. He stood by her side. He truly loved her. Like he was a wonderful man. Um, last weekend, a couple weekends ago, um, we actually buried my grandfather. Um, we cremated him and he lived out here in California with us, but my grandparents and my family are actually from New Jersey. So their plot that they're buried in is in New Jersey. 
And while we were at the funeral, we stayed in Philadelphia. So if you follow me on uh, Snapchat or Instagram or whatever those things are, you probably can look back and find when I was there. But anyway, uh, we were in Philadelphia. We went to the funeral. Um, We get in. And the Friday before the funeral, um, well, let me back up a little bit. So Mm -hmm. my aunt um, was very sick, not sick, like ill, like fever, cancer, sick, uh, like mentally sick. She had, she was narcissistic personality disorder. She had tinges of what I believe are bipolar disorder, but that was never actually diagnosed. So we don't know. Um, but she took her own life the day after my grandfather's funeral, um, which was her dad. Mm-hmm. And so my father lost his mom, his dad, and his only sister all within three years of each other. Um, two from natural causes. My grandma was just as old as my grandfather, in a lot of pain, died um, a couple years back, about three years ago, this December. And my grandfather passed just recently, and now my aunt. Um, there's... I'm still very much processing what's going on, right? This, this just happened. This just yeah. happened. So I, I'm going through a lot of different like moments of grief. Um, I'm I'm mostly angry right now because of a lot of things that happened that I'm not going to get into on here. Um, but these are all stages of grief, right? Yeah. Um, and I am just, I have never had suicidal thoughts. I want to put that out there. Um, I've never experienced such a heavy depression that. I had to go there with my thoughts, which I'm grateful for in and of itself. But my aunt was sick and it didn't turn out well for her. And she didn't get the help that she needed. She didn't like grab our hands when we were reaching out to help her. She didn't let us help her. She didn't want help. It didn't seem like. But the weird side of it is the narcissistic personality disorder and the fact that part of that disease is wanting power and control over everyone else. So there was a lot of really vindictive things that have happened over the last several years. She was, she's a beautiful lady. She really is. She is my aunt. I mean, I remember she used to work for (laughs) L'Oreal and I remember she used to like literally come over to my house. Mom would be like, don't buy Lindsay nail polish. And she would just bring like tubs of nail polish (laughs) and like, (laughs) yeah. And when I was a little girl, I wanted a my size Barbie and my mom wouldn't buy it for me. So like she bought it for me. So she was always like the cool aunt, you know, the cool aunt. Um, But she did have a lot of problems and I am really sad to see her go. I'm really sad the way it happened. I'm not going to get into exactly how she did it because I don't want to promote that. But I just want to say on here that I'm grateful for the family that I have. We found out about 45 minutes before we were supposed to get on a flight home. My mom and dad immediately got in their car and drove up to Princeton, which is a couple hours from where we were, and went to be with my cousin and my aunt's husband. They helped them get through everything, even though my dad was also grieving the loss of his sister. Mm -hmm. We had just buried my grandfather and... It was a really hard time for my entire family. And I'm just so grateful for the family that I have. Um, I'm grateful for the time that I knew my aunt. I'm grateful for the good times that I had with her. I'm super grateful for my grandpa. Grandpa's funeral went off without a hitch, by the way. He's the cutest man ever. My grandpa has this uh, yellow sweater, and we call it his lemon sweater. And so my little sister, Leah, put a whole video together for his funeral of, like, all these videos and pictures that are basically me and my sister's, like, Instagram stories and Snapchat stories of, like, him walking around in his lemon sweater and like he's just so annoyed <laughs> that we love one. this sweater. Yeah, he was he was a great man and you know to have this kind of negative thing happen the day after we buried him and had this beautiful remembrance of him was really hard. And 
I'm going to sit here and tell you that I still have not cried about losing my aunt. And I'm not going to get into the things that happened surrounding it that made me feel that way. Um, she was once a beautiful lady and she was really complicated and had a lot of problems. And know that I didn't reach out to her as much as I probably should have. And I regret that. I'm trying not to let that regret, like, take Blame. control of me. Yeah. yeah. But she had a lot of issues and a lot of them were self-caused and she didn't get the help she needed when she did, but I probably could have reached out more. So if you have someone in your life or don't know if someone's, or if you have someone in your life who you know is not okay, just sending a text is a beautiful way to reach out to somebody. Um, I've been posting all over my Instagram recently about like my house is a safe zone. If mm -hmm. you, if it's three o'clock in the morning and you are feeling bad and you need somewhere to come, please come over. I don't care if I barely know you. Yeah. Come, I will put on tea. We can drink some hot water and lemon. I don't care what you want to do, but I will be there for you. And I think that's a really important message to spread that we need to be there for the people that we love. Mm -hmm. And my aunt was 3000 miles away from me. And I think I allowed that to be a barrier between the two of us. Yeah. And that's not okay. And I will, I don't want to say I'll regret that for the rest of my life, but I will, you know, like I will think about that and it'll weigh on me. And, um, yeah, it's, I'm still very much processing. I'm sure you can tell about the long pauses and everything, but I will be headed back to Philadelphia for another funeral. And I didn't think I was going to have to say that this year. So it's been a really hard time of loss for my family. And right around the holidays too. Right around the holidays and right after my like you know I want to say the matriarch of the family but I know that's the woman but like my grandpa he mm -hmm. kept us all together he really me and my sisters were all in college or like I was moved out and married and everybody was kind of all these different places and when my grandfather moved in after my grandma passed we all came together because we all wanted to be with him yeah. you know and so yeah. he really brought us all back together and I wish that we could have brought my aunt into that and I hope that she found peace in the exit that she took and I hope that this is what she wanted. And I hope that we're going to find out some positive things about this in the end. And I'm hoping that it'll just bring my family together instead of tearing us apart. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful for all of my friends, including you, who were there for me when I needed it. Um, some random person sent flowers and chocolate to my house. I still don't know who they are. And I didn't think any of my friends were selfless enough to like not admit that. But they're beautiful. Thank you, whoever you were. And... Yeah, so I'm just grateful for the support I have, the family I have, the friends I have, everything. And it's important to, you know, life can be really tumultuous. It mm -hmm. can be hard. It can be a rough road to walk. She definitely never took the easy way out. She never just did anything the easy way. It was always the difficult way. And I think if anything, at least I can learn from her and hopefully find something in this that's meaningful mm -hmm. but it's yeah it's really amazing that you're taking that route and I know you're going through a lot of different stages because it literally just happened but the fact that you have this strength and the self-awareness to try to put yourself on the path of looking for a positive outcome to this because a lot of people would would be angry which you're feeling a little bit that a lot yeah, of people I'm feeling would be a lot of sad that. which you're feeling a little bit you're feeling a little bit of all these things mm -hmm. but ultimately you're trying to group it together and have a positive outcome and that's that's really incredible and speaks a lot to you. And oh, thank you. Yeah, it's true. And not a lot of people can do that. So I think that's really special about you. And I think you guys, again, we want to reiterate, like, 
Curly Off Topic is a safe place. Like, yeah. We don't, if we don't know you, it's okay. Message us on Instagram. Yeah. Find us on our private accounts. Like, whatever. If you're having trouble and no one to talk to, like, honestly, honestly, contact us. It's yeah. fine. And if you're young, reach out to Teen Line. Oh, Teen um, Line, yes. We, we had... Uh, um, Bianca and Elton on and they talked about Teen Line. Um, we will put all of the information for the Suicide Prevention Center yeah. um, in the show notes here. So if you are feeling thoughts of suicide or you're feeling depressed or unheard or unseen, please reach out to an organization mm-hmm. or reach out to a loved one who you know will listen yeah. because there's help out there. And my aunt did a lot of things wrong. Her and my dad didn't speak for multiple years in the 90s. She didn't talk to her mom for many years. She had a tumultuous relationship with her current husband, all mostly caused by her, not him. And she spiraled out of control because of alcoholism and then like taking pills. And so it was a very multifaceted thing, right? And reach out to the people you care about and know that if something does happen, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you. the only thing you can do is try. And my aunt used to get so mad when we would try to help her, so <laughs> angry. So I guess my word of the advice is no matter how angry they get, no matter how much they're yelling at you, no matter how much they are fighting it, the more you keep reaching out, the better it could potentially end up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and you don't have to think like, oh... Because I've been in a situation where I'm like, well, I'm not suicidal, but I'm still depressed or I'm not suicidal, Mm -hmm. so it's not that bad. I'll be fine. Mental health is – everyone experiences it differently. So obviously if you're having suicidal thoughts, that's huge and that's a big thing. Take action right away. But don't not take action if you're not having suicidal thoughts. If you're just just depressed – don't even say just depressed. If you are experiencing depression or anxiety or whatever – it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Your your big deal doesn't have to be under, overshadowed by someone else's bigger deal. Like, that doesn't exist. So, that doesn't exist. Yeah. And everybody's experience in life is different. Yeah. And the things that cause turmoil in my aunt's life might not cause turmoil in someone else's. Like, yeah. Juliet and I can sit down and have many glasses of <laughs> wine and then not want one the next day, yeah. you know. But my aunt was very tortured. And that word sounds really harsh, but... She needed peace, and she obviously didn't have it. And, you know, life can kind of feel like you're in battle a lot of the time, which is obviously the opposite of a peaceful state. Mm -hmm. But you have to find a way to find peace, whether that's reaching out to someone, whether that's finding a therapist. There's so many online therapy resources. So I have used BetterHelp.com. Um, it's actually an app, so I guess it's just the BetterHelp app. Mm-hmm. There's also another one that is called Talkspace Online Therapy. It's an app. I know it's available on iPhone. I assume it's available on Android, too. I'll find out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, there are resources if you can't find a local therapist or someone to talk to. Obviously, if you're feeling suicidal and you think you're in danger or you know somebody who is in danger, please call 911. Don't call mm-hmm. the suicide prevention hotline. But if you are having suicidal thoughts or battling with those, Um, or you want to talk to a counselor, please use those resources. We'll list them in the show notes and just keep your mental health in check because it's so important. And yeah, that's, that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my mental health. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm just grateful for the people that surround me right now. I love you. I love you. Uh, I'm glad to be here for you. I mean, I think that people... I don't know if anyone thinks this, but they could. Like, oh, I don't want to have to take on the burden of someone else's pain. I don't know if they would or not. But it feels good to be there for somebody. It, it feels good to help someone make a change. It feels good to to show someone 
how to do something, like how to not have a turbulent life. Yeah. You're helping them immensely. The amount, like, people are like, what's my purpose in life? Maybe it's to help that person. Yeah. <laughs> I take every opportunity as a, someone who is mentally sound to provide your gifts and share them because life is meant mm-hmm. to be shared. Yeah, it is. It is so much so. And everybody needs peace and needs yeah. to find peace. And there are some people who will are not okay with getting help. And my yeah. aunt was one of them. And it didn't turn out good for her. And maybe if we would have pushed her a little harder, it would have changed. But maybe not. Maybe not. And that's why we're trying not to live with regret. But that's always going to be there. Yeah. It's just sad. I mean, <sighs> she's not here anymore, you know. Lame. It's pretty lame. And you mentioned something off the air um, that definitely struck a chord with me. It was like, you don't know how long you're going to have with people. So mm-hmm. enjoy the time you have with them. Yeah. Um, I worry all the time. Everyone's going to die around me. So, Well, uh, when I left my grandfather's funeral on Saturday, I never thought that I would never see my aunt again. Yeah. I mean, she looked me straight in the face and I told her because, I mean, well, we'll talk about this. The night before my grandfather's funeral, she drove her car off the side of the road. So, like, there's a lot of, like, basically roads in New Jersey, a lot of them are just really straight and, like, not up and downhill. But there's, like, ditches on the side of the road so that if you, like, do drive off the road or, like, your tire blows, there's, like, space between you and the other side of the freeway. And she basically drove her car into a ditch, got a DUI, but when they went to pick up her car, there was no skid marks. So she purposely tried to drive herself off the side of the road. Mm. Um, My aunt has attempted suicide other times as well. Um, They have obviously not been successful until now. But... You know, maybe if we would have said something different on Saturday, it would have been different. But also maybe not. Don't blame yourself. She, lo- she looked me right, like she looked us right in the eye and said that she would call. And that was the last thing that she said to me. And then she left. But trying not to like dwell on that negative stuff. There's, there's going to be a lesson in this. And even if it's just something as simple as my dad finally going to talk to a therapist or, mm. you know, him realizing how unimportant certain things are that he cares about and how much more important it is that we're healthy and happy and living you know yeah so there's going to be something that comes out of this that's positive but right now it's just really hard on my family so 100 percent. but yeah so okay well we're done with gratefulness we're We're done with grateful we are grateful for the things that we have and yeah hold hold your loved ones tight because you never know you never know you never, never know. But Julia, do you better not die on me. I, I'll find you. I'm so you, worried about dying, so I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to kill myself. I'm way too worried about dying, just like every day in general from I everything. Know. Oh, I need to stop worrying about that. That's my mental health struggle is anxiety. Oh, <laughs> Same, honestly. The worst. Okay. Whose isn't? Uh, but I guess I guess there's people out there with that anxiety. I have not met one. I haven't met anybody. Everybody has some form of small anxiety. It might not be like overwhelming anxiety yeah. or like need to be medicated anxiety. But like, listen, there's a lot of fucking people who get drunk before a flight because they don't like it. So it's not just you. It's not just me. I should definitely get drunk before a flight. No, I think I've never done that. Take the Xanax. I take the you Xanax. Be fine. fine. I'm going to work on meditation. She's literally stressing out right now as she's sitting here. Her <laughs> face is getting redder. She's rubbing her face. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, Dan doesn't get anxiety. He's probably the only person who doesn't get anxiety. Uh, he's like um, he's a robot. Emo- emotions? He's a robot. What are those? He's a robot. Um, no, <laughs> okay. He has emotions so whatever. okay, we're moving on. We're going to try and help on. you make decisions. Yes. So we we're going try to help ourselves and also yes. retroactively help you try to make better decisions and mm-hmm. have kind of a thought process along the decisions you're making. Now, unfortunately, like Juliet said earlier, this is not menu fatigue decisions. <laughs> this is not what television show or movie to watch. This is not what podcast to listen to next. Because that question is only clearly off topic next <laughs> episode, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we... 
have some questions. And this kind of stemmed from when I was a little kid and I wanted something. Like, I'm going to use the typical, like, teenager thing. I wanted my belly button pierced. <laughs> and I never wanted that. Yeah, it's okay. Don't get it. It's just, it's going to be there forever. I took it out for like four years yeah. and the hole was still there. So I just put a belly button right it's back in so it because I was just like, there's just a hole in my belly button. It's very strange. <laughs> but now I have an opal in there. It's fine. It's it's kind it's of cute. cute. But it's when you're cute. 30, like, is anything cute? Anymore? Everything is still cute. I just bought trendy shoes, Lindsay. Okay? You did. They have cow print on them. I'm They've very got proud cow print. I am so uncomfortable with it, but also really stuck. It doesn't matter. I can be cute. It's fine. Okay, so this is if you want to get your belly button pierced. So yeah, so like this is something that my mom used to present to me and my sisters when we were trying to do something. Like when I got my first tattoo, when I got my belly button pierced, when I wanted to dye my hair something that wasn't its natural color, you know. Um, My parents are also very, they're not strict, but they have like very much an ideal of like, what kind of person is going to make it in the world and what kind of person is not. And it's really not my mom. It's more my dad. But Your mom is the most accepting m- my mom human is, ever. She's, I don't know how, where she she's came an from. Angel. She's, she's an, an angel. angel. So um, my mom used to ask us these five questions. There are five questions. Um, there is one in here that's religious because I grew up in a religious household. So obviously just splice that one out if it doesn't apply to you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to leave it in there because five questions sounds a whole lot better than four. So um, the first question is, is it illegal? Oh, that's the first question. That's the first question. That just qualifies a lot of shit. Just qualifies a lot of things. Like, <laughs> Dang it. Like, mom, cover your ears, earmuffs. Uh, that literally, like, this list, I couldn't apply to most of my life. Anymore. I was going to say, I was like, Not uh, most of my life, but some of my life. Well, I also think that I know, I'm just like, have Dan in the back of my head. He's like, well, is it illegal in the laws of man or the laws of physics? Oh, yeah, of course. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it Dan. also depends on your morals. Like, yeah. is it a moral illegal? But that's a good first question. But because yeah. if it's illegal, you might want to think about it. You might want to, like, extra think about it, <laughs> yeah. right? So question number one, is it illegal? Question number two, will it hurt you? And they're all yeah. kind of like, you can unpack all of these, right? Lucy, don't sit on the computer. My tiny 10-pound chihuahua was trying to... Infiltrate. Hug, infiltrate and hug the computer as we speak. Yeah. All right. So is it going to hurt? So but is it going to hurt you? But this is not like, is ouch. it could? Yeah, like, ouch. This is like, will it hurt you? Is it going to, like, hurt you in the long run, right? Like, I jobs. Have, yeah, jobs. Is it like, uh, yeah, that type of thing. Is it going to hurt acceptable. you? Like, gauges, like, people who get their ears gauged, to me, I feel like that is hurtful. Cool. You know, to, like, your future job perspectives. Unless you're going to be... Like a piercer, like a professional musician or something that doesn't, um, you know for sure you are never going to work in the corporate world. Then yeah. you can go ahead and get gauges. Yeah. Or you just have to sew up your earlobes, which will oh also hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you fix gauges? Yeah. Well, oh, I, I think that it's up to a certain size, like smaller ones do eventually heal themselves. But yeah, if you have like giant gauges in your ear that it's like a, it's like my belly button ring. It doesn't just go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. So, so yeah. Will it hurt you? Or your future or any of that. Um, third question. Will it hurt someone else? Mm, so yeah. this is like, who is this talking about? So like from my mom's perspective, this is like, wh- is this going to upset anybody? Is this going to, you know, make anybody think differently of you? Like basically how how is this going to affect other people in your life is how I always looked at that one. Yeah. So you're not doing something to be vengeful. You want to just, and it goes back to what we always say is like, you don't know your true, um, what, what are we saying? You don't know your true, your, your effect you, on someone until you know how you've affected them. You or don't, something you like don't that. know yourself until you know how you affect other people. That's what it is. I yes. think that goes back to this, like, you don't have to make all your decisions like, oh, well, my mom hates it, so I'm not going to do it. Of course, yeah, you like, should be course, your bone. My person. mom hates tattoos. I have tons of them. You have tons of tattoos. But, but like, it's not actually hurting her. And no. when you actually think about it, your mom would prefer 
yeah, you don't have tattoos. Exactly. But it's not necessarily hurting her. Like, what's, yeah. a, what's a situation we can think of where it's actually hurting? Cheating on your significant other. Yeah, yeah, that would kind of hurt <laughs> That would hurt them emotionally. But, like, is it going to hurt someone? And think about it in all these ways. Like, yeah. physically, emotionally, or, like, you know. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> much all ways. Physically or emotionally, is it going to hurt someone that you love, that you care about, is going to change their perspective of you. That's kind of how I've always viewed rule number yeah. three or question number three. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> question number four, I was going to leave out, but uh, I think it can be translated to something else. So we're going to leave it in um, is, does it matter to God? Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're not religious, does it matter to your moral code? Because everyone has a moral code. Yes. Everyone has something that they believe there is right and wrong and that there is, you know, a right or wrong answer or a yes or a no. Everybody has a moral code and things yeah. that they will and will not do. And I, and I think that, you know, like, I mean, comment if you, if you disagree, but I think that everyone has at least one thing that they morally are opposed to or morally mm-hmm. want to accomplish. So... I think we we're saying even crackheads. Yeah, even cra- <laughs> even crackheads have a moral code, right? Like they they've they, they've got something going on in there that tells them what to do and when, who to steal from, what crack to buy. I don't know what crackheads think. They're about, not but. using this this five steps though because I think it's illegal. I think it's hurting them, and I think it hurts others. And yeah. Yeah, not, but not does it matter to their moral code? And that's really almost the biggest thing on here so far. Yeah. I think is 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 this align with you as a human. Yeah, exactly. Does this align with what you're going for? And <laughs> is this if, what we're going for? Is this what we're going for? Is this like <laughs> trendy and on fashion? On Is this fashionable and on trend is what I tried to say there, but that's how that came out. So there you go. Welcome same to same. my world. Same thing. <laughs> Um, the last one is the one that really matters, and it's will it matter in five years? Yeah. And I think this is kind of why we wanted to bring attention to this list and the list that we're going to share in a few minutes is that we are such in a now moment in society. We want everything now, yeah. right? Like, if I find something on Amazon, I'm not buying it if it doesn't have prime shipping. I'm why just would not, you? I'm not. I'm not waiting five days for something to be why shipped to me. That's even, absolutely ridiculous. Why do they even have non-prime? Like, if you're a prime member, do mm-hmm. not show me things that are not on prime. Oh, well, you don't want that because then you wouldn't see a lot of things. But also, But like, I'm not going to buy them either. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could get into it as, like, the vendor side of it and the yeah. seller side of it. Why? But... Uh, Amazon basically has a bunch of requirements for mm-hmm. sellers, and if you don't meet those requirements, you don't get approved for Prime. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Okay, now I know. Yeah, if it's like shipping from Amazon's warehouse, because like some people, oh, this is going to get too complicated. <laughs> if you want to know how it works, let me know. I'll tell you. But nobody came here for business news. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, I see. So, so will I'll it matter? Hate, I'll stop hating. Yeah, but will it matter? Or you know, will it matter in five years? Is this tattoo you're getting going to matter about a corporate job you want to get? Is this thing that you're doing going to change somebody's perspective of you and then close doors that you needed opened. Like, what is this going to do to your life in five years? And why are you doing it? Yeah, that's the one you wanted to add, right? Why are you doing this? Why do you want this? Why are you making this decision? What's Um, motivating? What's the motivation behind this? Is it because you're angry at your life so you want to make a change? Like, I think a lot of people do that with their hair. They're like, I'm just, I don't know what direction I'm going in, so I'm mm-hmm. just going to change my hair, right? Because it's a very safe change. Oh, yeah. Well, right? it's you not, stand up it's for not it. always a safe change. Oh, it's not? Let me tell you. <laughs> so um, I was performing at a festival, like, last year in, I want to say, November. And I decided to dye my hair pink. It was right around Halloween time. It was, like, right after Halloween. It was like, the weekend after Halloween, actually. And um, I, w- I dyed my hair pink. It was, like, one of those temporary hair dyes that was supposed to come out in, like, you know, four to five washes. And Lies. I was like, oh, I'll just wash my hair every day next week. And it'll be all gone before I have to go to this trade show. Well, <clears throat> spoiler alert, it didn't go away. It was still pretty pink. Like, <laughs> it was a 
was really pink. Um, and my dad like called me 30 minutes before I was supposed to get on a flight to go to Las Vegas to go to this trade show and was like, by the way, you can't come if your hair is pink. And like, <laughs> this is the way my dad and I fight. I was literally like, fuck you. I'm coming anyway. But I just got my own room instead of like sharing a room with him. But anyway, it, it was a big fight. And like, if that wasn't my dad, I wouldn't have been able to fight with that person yeah. on if I could go or not. And like, you have to really think about those things. And I look at hair as something like who fucking cares. Yeah. And especially in the job that I like, I sell sporting goods. Nobody cares what color my hair is. Yeah. Like nobody cares. They just want to know if the soccer net is going to work for what they need it for. Mm-hmm. Or if the baseball thing or whatever I'm selling them or showing them. I don't really, I'm not in sales. But whatever we're displaying, is it going to work for them? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you that the 75-year-old men that were all there that own all of these sporting goods dealers, not a single one of them noticed that my hair was pink no. or said anything. No, probably, so probably the some end, of them are colorblind. So at the end of the weekend, I, we went out to dinner and I like curled my hair and made it look all nice. And three people at the restaurant, like the hostess, the waitress, and then like some random person was like, oh my God, I love your hair. And every time... My, the other like ownership in the company just looked at my dad and my dad had his head in his hands. Ah, like, God damn so it. Funny. I'm such an idiot. So that won't matter for me in five years. But if that wasn't my dad and that was your job, you have to think about that because yeah. unfortunately appearances really matter to some people. To some people. And that's like an appearance change. And then like maybe a lifestyle change. Will this matter in five years? Yeah. Like if I have to get... I don't know. What, what, what the, if you uh, want to do someone. crack, is it going to matter in five years? Yeah, well, it's probably going to matter. Gonna, well, it depends if you do the crack for all five years or you're just doing the crack once and then five years later if that's going to matter. So, yeah, Especially you know, the crack, we need to make these. We need to go make through these. this list. <laughs> um, I want to go back to, to this uh, now culture. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. we can get everything i don't have to wait for shit anymore no yeah I like get food delivered to i don't even have to leave my house i can get yep. anything i want delivered yep and now granted we live in los angeles so obviously there's a lot at our fingertips like i don't know that somebody in like i don't know a much smaller town in california would have a little oh, even my parents town like my parents live in thousand oaks maybe that was too much information to give the internet oh who cares but Maybe that was, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Thousand Oaks, there's not that much. Like, if you try to get an Uber at 3 o'clock in the morning in Thousand Oaks, like, good fucking luck. Mm. There's, like, one, you know? It's because, like, do you think it's because the smartphone usage is less in Thousand Oaks? Like, less people have smartphones? Oh, no, 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 no. I think there's just, like, it's, there's two bars. (laughs) Walk (laughs) home. Walk home, you idiot. But, yeah, so, I mean, there's definitely places where all of that is not at your fingertips. But, like, if I want dinner, Postmates Mm -hmm. or Grubhub or Uber Eats. If I want, hmm, what else? If I want something from Amazon, there's Amazon now because I live in a major city. I can get shit by like the next morning. That is so wild. Whoever sent me those flowers that I was talking about in the beginning of the episode, they used Amazon now. Oh, that's good. So it was like, it came from Whole Foods. I'm like, wow, you spent a lot of money on these sunflowers, team. Well, you needed a lot of I needed some sun. (laughs) You needed some sun. But yeah, so yeah, this now culture that we're living in. And if like, I... When you're emotional, you make decisions based on that emotional stance that you're sitting in, right? So, like, I'm sure everybody listening to this has done this before. You're in a store and you're, like, dealing with some sort of emotion, right? You're mad, you're frustrated, you're angry, you're sad. Whatever the emotion is, it's typically a negative emotion. And you go into a store and you just – you're like, I like those shoes, I don't need those shoes, but I'm going to buy those shoes and they're going to make me feel better. And then later you're like, fuck, why did I spend $50 in these shoes I don't need? Buyer's remorse. Exactly. (laughs) So that buyer's remorse thing can kind of be applied to that, right? Like sometimes you just feel like you need something right now and it's okay to do it if it's not all the time. Don't get me wrong. I have 
this week I literally went and bought a sweatshirt that I didn't need from Target because it was soft and I wanted it and I was feeling not fun. So um, <laughs> I think it's funny, like the way I get I get buyer's remorse and like um, decision fatigue all mm-hmm. the time. So like with these boots I just bought, <laughs> the cow boots. Okay, this has been like an ongoing thing, you guys, for like a week. So this like is what know. I do. I find something that I'm on the fence about and mm-hmm. then I research the shit of it. So then I become obsessed with it. Yeah. And then... I have to buy it because now it's like the only way to end it is to buy it because I'll just com- now have not buying it remorse and it just gets all kinds of crazy. Yeah. But this is not what you would use this list for. Yeah. No, no. This is more for like, should I buy the new car or should I get the used car? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like, should I buy the boots that are $300 or the ones that are 150 You know what I mean? Like bigger should things. Should I date this person? Should I date this person? Should I enter one. into this work force yes. or work team? Like it's it's bigger life decisions. Yeah. It's not decision fatigue. Like Juliet and I can never decide what to eat at a restaurant. Ever. 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 No. I don't. We no. normally share. You but have our, to share because then you can get two things. Mm-hmm. And if your husbands would share with you, then we could get four things. We could all try them, but they don't like to do that. No. So no. They, can, they can just go eat their things and hopefully they're bad decisions. So Yeah. Hopefully they don't like it. Joel yeah. will always order the chicken sandwich. If there's a fried chicken sandwich, <laughs> Joel will order. That's what he wants. I do. That's like the one thing I kind of miss. Jerky and fried chicken sandwiches. I don't miss beef jerky. Ew, you gross. Don't. I, no. I think I miss the, the smokiness of it. Okay. Uh, can I admit something? Sure. While I was in Philadelphia this weekend, I totally ate a cheesesteak. Did you shit yourself? Because I th- No, I actually <laughs> didn't. I really thought, okay, so the last time I ate that? meat, I was in Mexico and I was drunk and somebody gave me a chicken torta and I was like, yes, please give it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the mayonnaise, all the chicken, super bad for you, but delicious. Yeah. Um, the last time I ate meat was chicken, and it was that. It was that chicken torta. And uh, TMI, I didn't poop for, like, three days. Like, I was so <laughs> clogged up. It, yeah. like, typically does the opposite of, like, shitting myself. I'm just, like, I can't poop for days, and mm. I'm, like, bloated, and I look like I have a fucking child <laughs> in my womb. But I don't. It's just literally poop. It's a food baby. It's a, it's a, well, it's it's a poop, poop baby. baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, for you guys who don't know, which you might know, I don't know, have we talked about this? Lindsay and I are ba- like vegetarian, pescatarian. We're very flexible. We're flexitarian, but I don't eat red meat or I have, chicken. I have not. Before this cheesesteak, I, number one, I can't remember the specific last time that I yeah. ate red meat, but I know that ever since moving to that first apartment Joel and I got in LA, I have not eaten red meat yeah. for sure. 100% have not ever touched red meat yeah. since. I know that, that mine's been at least six years. And that was like 2012. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's been like six or seven years. I think we kind of did it right around the same time. Yeah. But anyway, that cheesesteak. So Juliet, good. Was it good? It was so good. Lindsay's holding my hand right now. That's it how was good it was. so good. <laughs> and I mean, like, granted, cheesesteaks cheese are like, I don't like between eight and 10 inches long. I think I ate like total maybe half of one because we went on a little cheesecake uh cheese steak cheese steak tour um but i will tell you that i have the biggest cystic acne pimple on my shoulder right now and it's from from the cheese for Mm -hmm. sure lame but anyway so that was my little admission there um well getting back to this list Lindsay's Lindsay's donna used to use this um as like a tactic of gauging how crazy her daughters were being. Which yeah. I think is so great as yeah. a parenting tool. Yeah. So my mom used this this small list as a parenting tool. It was very much about like she would kind of ask the questions to herself if she felt like she was going to explode over something <laughs> to like gauge how important it really was. Or like, you know, like I mentioned earlier when I wanted to get my belly button pierced or I wanted to dye my hair or I wanted to paint my nails black. I mean, my mom, my mom <laughs> had a lot of rules for me. I was the oldest child. But anyway, she would use these things to 
help us understand that like decisions are more than just a momentary like mm-hmm. judgment and that some decisions take more thought and time than others. Um, but she also used it as a like, hey, nobody's perfect. Should I freak out at a one or should I freak out at a 10? It's like, is the yeah. answer all yeses? Is the answer all noes? And that would gauge like whether it was worth battling it out with a 13 year old girl for because she had three girls. So oh, the poor woman. That sounds terrible. I know. <laughs> I think I would just give up. I'd be like, just don't die. <laughs> just just figure it out. Just oh, we have a joke that like, okay, so like when I was a baby, I was not allowed to touch my food. We'll get back to the questions. When I was a baby, I was not allowed to touch my food. Like I used to have to do this thing called birdie where I like, put my hands out and like flew them like wings. Oh, okay. Because if I would reach for the spoon, my mom would literally like put the jar on the food and put it away. Why? She was, I don't know. She thought I was, I don't know. She, she, I couldn't get dirty, Juliet. <laughs> my mom was in fashion. My kindergarten, the my first day of kindergarten outfit, you guys, was a leather skirt that like was handmade in Italy with a matching leather jacket, also handmade in Italy, a white turtleneck tank top, and combat boots. Aww. Kindergarten. So cute. Kindergarten. My mom bought the best clothes. But anyway, so yeah, I was not allowed <laughs> to get my clothes dirty at all. Like yeah. all of my clothes were like that. You know, and- it's kind of funny. Um, I was just going through old pictures of my childhood and I was showing Dan and he was like, did you ever wear clothes? Because I'm literally <laughs> just naked, like butt naked in 90% of them. Sometimes I have bottoms on. Sometimes. So we've like changed then because like now I'm now just you're naked, naked all, all the time, time and I wear more clothes and now. you're just cuter all the time. She I, shows up at my house somehow in like a tank top and jeans and she looks like fucking dressed to the nines. And I'm like, who are you? It's because of my my trendy boots. Pulls <laughs> 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 the outfit together. Oh, that was a good callback. Like, oh. um, um, yeah, and I was allowed to eat all my food with my hands and I and oh, I yeah, eat so- on the ground because I was a cat. For most of my childhood. Yeah. So when my, by the time my youngest sister came around, it's like, I wasn't allowed to touch my food at all. Birdie. By the time that Kelly came around, it was like, here's the jar. Here's a spoon. I hope you get some of it in your mouth. Figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, so obviously by the time Kelly like grew up, this list was not really a thing anymore. But I think it really did teach me to think about the decision that I was making on a bigger perspective. Absolutely. And um, Juliet has a couple others that she oh. wanted to add to this list. Not to be outdone, we... I have a 12-question list. <laughs> yeah, she does. She found 12 questions. The internet has a lot more to say than my mom. But I, I think that the five questions are an excellent place to start. This one, Lindsay and I were talking about, if you are a little bit more introspective, you know yourself, these are questions that you can kind of, a conversation you can have with yourself. Yeah, and I think this is even for bigger purchases. This yes. is like... You know, moving cities, changing a job, mm-hmm. leaving everything you know, uh, living getting out of your a, van. Yeah, getting a mortgage. Like oh, yeah. this is this is very much. These questions are more for somebody who's a little bit more self aware and is really in tune with their emotions, so that you can kind of like you know shut out the outside world and tune into what your body and your mind are telling you, mm-hmm. and then kind of get an answer that way. So, what's number one? Number one is how long have you been thinking about this? Ooh, that's so a good if you're one. like, I want it now, but I've only been thinking about it for a day. Give yourself some more time. Yeah, you know? now culture, you know. Yeah, the now, now culture. I wanted it yesterday. <laughs> I want it all the time. Um, <laughs> how committed am I to this change, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, well, it could be nice, or I have to change because I there's no other path forward. Exactly. Different decision-making processes there. Um, I love this one, and it makes me feel so good. Um, what When I think about this, how does my body feel? Oh, yeah. Are you feeling tension? Are you feeling, feeling tight? Tension. Yeah. Do you feel more relaxed? Like when Juliet sprayed that lavender before we started recording <laughs> this podcast? Much, much, much more nicer. relaxed. Much relaxed. Um, am I fearing, feeling fear or intuition? So that kind of goes into how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those questions can be wrapped together. 
what feelings are you feeling in your body? Yeah. Um, okay, is my decision in line with my long-term goals? That was kind of already in our list. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like this one. What are my precise options? Because a lot of times we make decisions, we're like, this is the only way to do it. Yeah. Is it? No, you need like one of those Venn diagrams. Yeah, Venn- I'm, I love Venn diagrams. Yeah, why does that just go away in adulthood? When you're a kid, the people are constantly telling make a pros and cons list, make a Venn I diagram. I never went away. I still do all I, You should see all the circles that are drawn in my <laughs> journal. <laughs> Ooh, what I think this is. What are the risks? So this kind of draws back to the five questions. Like, what are the risks? So is it illegal? Is it, it mm-hmm. can I go to jail? Is it harming people? The risks are all that. Yeah. And that one's, like, that one's a better way of wording it, especially for adults, right? Like I said, like, this was a list that my mom used in our childhood to kind of, like, loop us in. Um, But, yeah. Um, What is the risk of not doing it? Ooh. Mm. I never thought about that. Yeah. So that's the reverse. Reverse. The risk of not getting my tattoo is that I then won't have my tattoo. It's very (laughs) upsetting. (laughs) Or, like, if you want to change a a job, but you're scared and you're going through this list and all of a sudden you're like, what's the risk of not doing it? I could be unhappy for five more years. Yeah. Or, you know. Or you could go to therapy, talk it out, and then everything's fine. And everything's fine. Because I've been unhappy at my job before, and then you just figure it out, and it works. It's it's okay. Is anybody happy at their job? Like, honestly? No. No, because it's a grind. Like, it's a grind. Everything's a grind. Even if you love your job, like, do you love reporting the news? Yes. What do you complain to me the most about? My boss. Exactly. <laughs> because there's always some aspect that's going to be unsatisfactory yeah. in life. And then you just deal with it. Yeah. Um, is now the right time to do it? Ooh. Like, oh, I really want X. But if I wait five years, then X will be a lot easier to get. I think yeah, that's like a good babies? one, too. Like babies. How, how much do you want to procreate? Is now the right time to do it? Yes or no? No, mm. never. Never. <laughs> or some people, yes, right now is the only time. Yeah. Um, if not, and the follow-up question is, if not now, if you're like, ooh, actually, I should wait, give yourself a goal when. Ooh, I like that. Yes. Um, what does my past experience tell me about this? Okay, so sometimes you make the same decision over and over again, and sometimes it's a good decision, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a bad one. So mm-hmm. in the past, does this reflect anything in your past that maybe you should be wary of or maybe you should be really excited about yes i like that one number 12 where is the fun i don't know why this is a question because there is no fun in life so I like fun. i'm kidding uh i think that that question is more so of like change is really scary mm-hmm. you're spending a lot of time doing the venn diagram like basically the what's list. the pro what is the pro of this decision if you're starting to get fatigued and like i don't want to do any of it which is what i do which is what i do by the time i got <laughs> to fucking what number are we on 12 yeah, see, by the time I got to number 11, I'd be like, yeah, fuck this shit. I I'm don't not care doing anymore. anything. Yeah. <laughs> so try to find the fun again and why. Go back to the, to all your whys. And that's pretty much it. That's what we got for you guys. And, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is what, how I make decisions sometimes. I mean, it's never how you make decisions. But that, that <laughs> list of five is definitely how I make some major life decisions. And, uh, I mean, I'm still going to get my sleeve tattoo. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. They, but, they, can't, they can't be surprised by this. You have how many tattoos now? They, they can't be surprised because I've been warning them for so long. But <laughs> I warned them about my first one for like six months and they were still like, oh my God, I can't believe you got a tattoo. I'm like, I've been telling you about this for so long. Anyway, but yeah, I we decision fatigue is real, right? And especially in your personal life, because for me, I make decisions all day at work. And like the last thing I want to do when I get home is decide anything, <sighs> which is why I can never decide what to eat. Ever. Because I'm, like, yelling at people and doing boss shit all day. 
and then I have to go home and like be the boss of my own life. That that's too much bossing. No, I don't like that's it. That's why people have assistants. Yeah, I need one of those. Mm-hmm. I want like a robot assistant though. Yeah. So make Dan make that happen for okay. me. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, just put it on my <laughs> Christmas list. It's on my Christmas Check. list. Can we get Dan the Santa outfit? Sure. Okay. He'll probably wear it. He probably won't, but I'll make him wear it, and then I'll sit on his lap and be like, I would like a robot assistant, please. Thank you. And that's the only way we can get what we want. That's the only way. And you've thought about this decision. It's not illegal. It's not illegal. It doesn't hurt anyone. It really helps everyone. It helps everyone, because if Dan makes a robot assistant, how many people are going to buy that? You're going to be rich. It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Um, It's also, in five years, totally going to matter, because your life will be better in Mm -hmm. five years because of your robot assistants. There's going to be more of them. There's going to be more of them. They're going to have, like, robot assistant babies. Oh, and then your robot assistant has its own assistant because robots can't be bothered with too much. They can't be bothered with too much. So you got to think about their robot lives. We've clearly just come to a decision about this robot using <laughs> the steps we've outlined here. And we feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I think we need robot assistants. So uh, uh, somebody get on that and uh, also get on Womb on a Wall because I, I still want that. I say that. I was like... Get on that woman a while. Um, we, we love, love you. you. Also, we love Red Bear Roastery. We really do. That is probably 100% the best coffee I've ever drank. I literally just convinced my office to get, they had a, oh my God, this is like, oh, this word is a sin in my vocabulary. Uh-oh. We had a Q-Rig machine at work. Uh, Q-Rig? Whatever the hell it is, the little K-cups and all oh, that I stupid hate those. shit so that like pollution. murders the environment. Yeah. So I finally convinced my dad to buy a real coffee pot, and now everybody at the office drinks Red Bear Roastery. <gasps> and guess what? If you want to drink Red Bear Roastery, all you have to do is use the code off topic at redbearroastery.com and uh, you get 20% off. That's like the most amazing deal. Well, who else gives you 20% off? Not Amazon. No, they don't. No. Amazon hates you. Uh, and Red we Bear ship Roastery it in USPS priority. So even if you're in like Rhode Island, you can get it in three days. That's almost as good as Prime. It's almost <laughs> as good as Prime. <laughs> But yeah, so um, thanks so much for listening, you guys. This was a really long episode. Sorry. Hope it um, helps you. Hope it helps you. Hope I didn't uh, upset anybody with my gratefulness. And yeah. You got to live your life and things happen and you embrace it. And I think that everyone can take away a positive outlook from it. Yeah. Um, and if you like red wine, drink a glass of red wine for my aunt tonight. <laughs> Pour one out for the homies. Pour All one right. out for the homies. All right, guys. We love you. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Bye.